Welcome in to the newest episode of the Hoth Hangout Podcast. We're so glad to have you here with us, joining us for this one, episode 62, the year-end review podcast, taking a look back at all of the wonderful Star Wars things we got in 2023. Going to be very much a nostalgic episode as well. Going to be a blast, but before we get into any of that, as a quick reminder, if you're not already, subscribe to the Hot Hangout YouTube channel. Definitely check us out over there for the video version of every podcast that goes live each Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Additionally, all of our Star Wars reactions to new shows coming out can be found on the Hot Hangout YouTube channel as well. Check us out uh, via email at hothangout at gmail.com. Shoot us your questions or thoughts whether they be related Star Wars or otherwise. Uh, we'd love to showcase them here on the podcast and address those as well. Additionally, you can find the audio version of the Hoth Hangout podcast everywhere you get your pods, including Apple and Spotify. And if you are listening uh, on either of those platforms, leave a five-star review. We would very much appreciate that as well. Additionally, you can find the Hoth Hangout uh, socials on TikTok, Instagram, and X at Hoth Hangout on each of those. Again, today we are covering everything Star Wars related in the 2023 year. What's going on, Joey? How are you doing? How was your 2023? I think it was great. I think Star Wars 2023 was uh, was a blessing. Uh, everything that we got in it was a lot of fun. I am certain we're going to go under an hour for this episode. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> But I, yeah, I think Star Wars 2023 was... Uh, one for the history books, for sure. We got a lot of content, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of announcements, and we're, we're going to go through all of that. So I, uh, I greatly appreciate everyone, uh, Lucasfilms, Disney, everywhere, uh, for giving us 2023 and everything that was in, involved in it. Yeah, this is perhaps one of the best years Star Wars has ever had, I, I, would, I would venture to say. And so, um, you know, there's a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll see if 2024 can also... Uh, live up to to what 2023 was that's a little bit of a teaser for for next week's uh, podcast episode as well but uh, before we get into talking about some of the 2023 things that we have planned for today's episode we wanted to touch on a couple smaller pieces of news that came out in the past week uh, the first of which centers around this star wars movie that's not actually a star wars movie but is kind of like i don't want to call it knockoff star wars because mm -hmm. Uh, I guess for those that don't know, the original intention with this movie called Rebel Moon, well, actually the full title is Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Uh, the intention for this movie was that it was pitched to Disney um, by, I think it was Zack Snyder, wasn't it? That's correct, yes. And, and Zack Snyder pitched this to Disney. They're like, nah, Zack, we don't want that. So they shoot him down. He's like, fine, I'll do it myself. And so it is more or less like, star wars but they're trying to not have anything be like copyright infringed so there's things that look <laughs> like lightsabers there's things you know everything mm -hmm. is star wars adjacent in this entire movie um i don't think either of us have seen this yet um and i kind of want to see it although joey after seeing some of the critics uh the reviews on this movie I'm second guessing that a little bit. <laughs> Have you heard anything about this film in the past couple of days? I mean, the only the only the Rotten Tomato scores of them not doing too well. I think we have what 24% on the critics score and then 64% on the audience score, which isn't so bad, I guess. I don't know, but uh I I am a I am a glutton for I mean, I love my Star Wars. I love like great movies. 
but for some reason I really do like bad movies too because there is something about finding that moment in the movie when you just say nope that's too much (laughs) you know so (laughs) I kind of I kind of do want to see where it happens in this movie there were a lot of those people in 1999 when Jar Jar Binks came on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I am optimistically hesitant. Maybe that's how I'll say mm-hmm. it about, sure. about this movie. I'm going to, I'm going to go see it probably sometime in the next week or two, but um, according to critics, maybe not the best, uh, best yeah. thing. At least set our expectations, right? Yeah, it sets the expectations, you know, not sky high, not through the roof. Although the audience seems to have enjoyed it a bit. So it's worth noting as well. If you're interested in checking out a Zack Snyder Star Wars adjacent movie, uh, Rebel Moon came out in theaters last weekend. And I think in terms of, um, you know, box office, I think is doing decent. So uh, worth noting, if you're interested, check it out at your nearest theater. The only other piece of news we had is something that's not necessarily news but more so what could have been um this past weekend for those of you who might remember i'm trying to remember what year of celebration rogue squadron was announced mm-hmm. to be coming out gosh i i would even venture to say maybe it was like back in 19 or 20 originally well, uh, well i don't think it was 19 i was at 19 so it might have been or it might have been either yeah either before or after it yeah Right. I mean, this has been like, I think at least two years ago since they made the announcement mm-hmm. uh, about Rogue Squadron coming out. So this this past weekend in December of 2023 was supposed to be the weekend that this film came out. And it's been, you know, off the shelf for Disney for quite a while now. And we knew it wasn't coming out. This wasn't like a surprise thing or anything. Uh, but just, you know, a sad point to note that this is another cool movie we, we mm-hmm. could have had that. I guess went by the wayside and might get picked up again at some point in the future. Although I haven't, you know, heard any indications as to whether that might actually happen or not. But that would be a good episode for us to have: is all of the things that Star Wars didn't do. What you know? What? Mm. <laughs> let's rank those. <laughs> yeah, actually, that'd be so fun because there's there's a growing list. Mm-hmm. There's there's more than a few things that kind of meet that criteria of things that were announced and then. You know, never came to fruition. Uh, like, is is the Lando thing ever gonna actually happen? Don't, oh, don't play with my heart. <laughs> I know that's, that I know that's the one you were really hoping for, <laughs> and it's it's not off the table yet completely. It's not, yet. yeah. I mean, yeah, we had some news earlier this year that uh, Donald Glover is going to be in charge of it, right, and with his mm-hmm. brother Stephen Glover. So, yeah, uh, yep. we'll uh, hopefully that that stays that stays true. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. Uh, what could have been? Should have been coming out this last weekend. Sad to say it. Uh, did not to no surprise. So, oh sevens, <laughs> oh sevens for Rogue One or for Rogue One for Rogue Squadron. <laughs> um, before again we get into the bulk of today's discussion as surrounding all of the Star Wars in 2023, we do have one more small thing, not necessarily a news piece, but uh, this past weekend and was the holiday season, and so um got a couple Christmas gifts that Joey and I want to want to share with everyone, and so. Joey, would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first? I know we, uh, each, have, we each have two things. Do you want to alternate, yeah. or do you want to do two and two? No, I could, yeah, I'll, I'll do my two, and then you can do your two. Help that. All right, go for it. Go for it. So the, the first one, obviously, is a um, a Star Wars-related uh, item. Um, the other one is not. It's a Lucasfilms one, so that's a little bit of a uh, a uh, spoiler. But uh, my my family got me this, and this is a very, like, dad thing to get for uh, from my family. Got a little... Uh, mug here i love that 
Mary Sithmas. Mary Sithmas. We got Vader on there, so it's very much a um, you know, I think I think this would look good on the podcast right here. You're you're joining the uh, the dark side. <laughs> I think my my family's making me join it. <laughs> you're even rocking got, the the Chicago Bulls the, red the today. All, the all red, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I, it's it's bleeding into me. I had no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so I got that, which was awesome. And then I also got. For you know, if you you know watched last week's episode, we were talking about Legos. Of course, I got a Lego from a friend here, and it's not Star Wars, but it is an Indiana Jones that is Lego awesome. set here. So it's pretty cool. It's called the Escape uh, from the Lost Tomb, six hundred pieces. Yeah, nice. pretty. Uh, this should be pretty fun. Take a couple hours to finish, and yeah, can't wait to build this one. But yeah, those are my two from the Christmas holiday season, twenty twenty three. Love it, love it. Um, which one of these do you want to see first? Oh, I, I, a little bit of a spoiler. Mine are both actually things that we've seen on a podcast oh, before. Okay. Um, the first one, I guess I'll show this one. Uh, the first one is the book ah. I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, the From a Certain Point of View uh, novel, which right, I don't know if I'd call it a novel, but Basically, it's a collection of short stories. If, if you missed Joey and I's episode where we covered this book, um, it's a collection of short stories that take specific moments or instances from episode six, Return of the Jedi, and typically revolve them around supplementary or side characters. And they sort of give voices to those characters and they depict the scenes we're familiar with, but oftentimes in different perspectives, hence the title from a certain point of view. So um, that was the first one. Pretty cool. cool. It's like the, enjoy the 40th. that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll I'll share some of these with you, and maybe if we ever uh, maybe if we ever do a little meetup someday, we can you know, yeah, we could pass that along as well. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, other one. My second one. Joey, as you might know, is the Lego guy on this podcast. Oh, uh, I'm intrigued. Slo- I'm slowly becoming more of a Lego guy. Yes, uh, and. It's it's funny. This is almost the exact same number of pieces as the Indiana Jones one that you just showed. Right. Uh, but I do have <laughs> yes the the Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> nice. We could we could we could have matching helmets now. I, yeah, I built that one also. Yeah, yeah. So uh, cool cool little gift here. Probably going to construct it sometime in the next week or so, and and uh, maybe find a spot for it in somewhere here in the room. So nice. Uh, a fun couple of gifts that wanted to share with you guys and and actually you know that should also pose the question let us know down in the comments uh if you had a, a special gift you got this year what was your favorite one whether it was star wars or otherwise uh, share it with us down in the comments which should also uh lead us right into um we're gonna start doing this thing we're, we're testing it a little bit to see how it goes normally we pose a question to all of you towards the end of the podcast we're also we're gonna still do that uh, but we're gonna kind of tease it at the beginning of the towards the beginning of the episode as well so um, as we transition into talking about what our favorite stuff from Star Wars 2023 was, another question we would like to pose to you is what was your favorite piece of Star Wars content that we got in 2023? Um, we're going to share our favorites toward the end of today's episode as well. So stay tuned for that too. Um, but the bulk of what we're going to talk about is largely the Disney plus Star Wars, because that is of course the bulk of um, Star Wars that we got in, in this year. and so. Um, Joey, how would you like to go about this? Would we would we like to do this chronologically? I think is that uh, is that our plan? Yeah, okay. I think that that would be a cool way to do it, just because that's how we uh, how we uh, consumed it all year, right? Right, right. 
So coming into 2023, you and I um, had just started the podcast. Um, it, also, this podcast, I think, is what, 15-ish months old now or something like that? About right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you and I were coming into 2023 having only done podcasting for, I guess, two or three months at that yeah, point. And about right. We had, we had just watched Andor together. And basically all of our first you know episodes were like, hour and a half to two hours of talking about just <laughs> one episode of Andor and basically just us like rambling about how much we liked the show. And um, so going into 2023, we had a little bit more organization of what we were doing. And the first show that we got to really watch and talk about together was Bad Batch. Uh, and this this one really I did not see coming, as, as was the case with a lot of the shows we got this year. Um, some of my favorite takeaways from Bad Batch were just how much i grew to love the characters uh, i think a lot of people have the misconception that that doesn't happen in animation which could not be further from the truth and so mm-hmm. um especially i really like uh hunter i really like hunter and i really like uh mm-hmm. crosshair hunter and crosshair were my two favorites in this show um and then of course i don't know how much i, I should actually say about this show in Go case there's it. anyone in listening out there who hasn't Full seen it, it. Full um time. there is a a great character in the show that may or may not be alive at the end of season two. Um, <laughs> if you've seen the show, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But I guess for the for the you know couple of viewers out there, a couple of listeners out there who might not have seen Bad Batch, I, I guess I'll I'll withhold that information uh, mm-hmm. for the sake of it. But moving into season three, which is something uh, that we anticipate getting in 2024, which will also be something we talk about in next week's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited for this. And, and and Bad Batch gave us a lot. Uh, the second season just further developed the characters. It, it really um, gave us something to look forward to with kind of what does it mean to be a clone? Um, I, I, I would actually venture to say that Bad Batch is a deeper show than Clone Wars mm. in the sense that the whole purpose of this show, which on the surface might look like a kid's show, is... What does it mean to be a person like our clones people, you know, right. so that's like this whole show. It's it's a very uh, existential thought provoking show. And, you know, for something uh, which on the outside might not seem like it, it definitely can be surprising. Did you have a, a favorite part or favorite character in Bad Batch? I think uh, tech two? was. Yeah, tech. What tech was my favorite by far. I think along with Wrecker, um, they're, they are they they embody me. I think I'm I'm kind of the the brute force sometimes I know it doesn't seem like it, but I, I kind of throw my weight around, but at the same time, I'm a little bit more technical and uh, analytical in certain ways as well. So yeah, those two are definitely my favorite. And I won't say to what you were mentioning earlier about any, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of, of who may or may not be around at the end of the season, but, um, and also obviously Omega seeing, you know, kind of her growth over, mm-hmm. over the season as well. I, yeah, I'm I'm the same way that th- this was not supposed to be something that I enjoyed as much as I did, uh, especially with there, there's going. It feels like this is going to be a much more important series than I would have originally thought. I thought this was going to be more of a fanfare type of thing. I know there, you know, the Bad Batch concept has been around for a while, and for them to finally do it, I thought it was more just like, well, here you go, here's more clone stuff, and um. And you know, you you mentioned the book that we have the the uh, from a certain point of view. This mm-hmm. is like the clone version of it, you know, where yeah. 
you 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 don't really understand you know for a long time during the the prequel trilogy clones were just kind of there for your disposal you know they were they were they were um just used for war but in the re- the reality of it and through the show and through clone wars you realize you know they have their own feelings they have you know their own thoughts and especially with this you know uh their this group of uh clones they are very much different from all the other ones that we're used to as well. So to to see that, uh, to see that contrast is just uh, it's really refreshing, and it's a, definitely a, a different point of view that I I really didn't know that I wanted to see. Mm. Also, a quick note: loved getting some Cad Bane as well. I, oh, I'm, that's right. I'm always yeah. down for Cad Bane. The the thing about this show, which actually somewhat connects to our next show in a certain way, um, was that it was actually going on. At, at towards the end of the second season of Bad Batch, um, it was it was going on simultaneously with the releases of the third season of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and so you know you're getting all this stuff in Bad Batch about clones, obviously about uh, you know Clone Force ninety nine, which is the Bad Batch, uh, and then you get the really cool reveal at the end of season two of the Bad Batch that has something to do with Omega. I, I guess I won't try to spoil that too much either, uh, but it's a pretty you know, interesting reveal and really thought provoking as to okay, now that this thing has happened, how is that going to affect us moving forward? Um, and it, it surrounds cloning in a pretty big way. And so at the same time, uh, and I don't want to cut Bad Batch too short. If you still had anything else to say, no, but, yeah, we can we can go. Um, at the same time, at, as Bad Batch is going on and we're getting this reveal about cloning, we're also getting similar information in the third season of the mandalorian uh and especially kind of with the whole um the whole arc toward the end of the season where they're fighting um oh my gosh why am i blanking on his name <laughs> the guy from breaking bad moff gideon, uh, moff gideon. yes moff gideon thank you um clearly i'm, I'm not a fan of the character alone <laughs> 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 no but uh uh, Moff Gideon's whole, you know, arc toward the end of the season, where we saw these chambers, which we thought were cloning chambers. At least I, I thought they might be cloning chambers. Mm-hmm. And then the whole kind of the arc of season three of Mandalorian, I wasn't a huge fan of how they handled that part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was going to really tie into what they were doing more with Bad Batch in terms of how they were exploring cloning. Um, so I guess to take a step back and just more largely say, uh, I think there was a ton of excitement about the third season of Mandalorian going into it. Uh, I know both you and I were, were really excited to watch this together, um, both really excited to talk about it, to see kind of the evolution of Mando and Grogu. Um, I think it's also fair to say, and I, I'll let you speak on this a little bit, but this was my personally my least favorite of the three mandalorian seasons i think that's the case for probably a considerable amount of star wars fans um how how did you feel about the third season of mando or more largely what were your your thoughts after you saw the the third season i thought it was just a different show altogether (laughs) i think mando season three just seemed like it was you know and and not necessarily that it was bad but it was the bo katan show you know and (laughs) yeah and you know there was there was talks about you know you know what is the the mandalorian what does that even mean you know so like um 
because at this point, the Mandalorian in season three is Bo-Katan. That's who we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. um, because Din Djarin is now kind of set aside. He's kind of doing his own thing with Grogu and that, you know, and that's completely fine. But I, I think that through a lot of people, you know, for a loop in the in the way that they didn't want to. And unfortunately, I think that's that's probably what a lot of people felt, because you you sent two seasons here really focusing on Din Djarin and the relationship with Grogu. So you kind of expected this to continue on through season three, but that's not what we got. Um, I love Bo-Katan though. Listen, I, I, you know, I do, I did enjoy the story that, you know, of her being able to bring all the different kinds of Mandalorians together. I thought that was incredible. Um, Was it a good spot to put it here? I'm not sure. I guess that remains to be seen because, you know, we are, We'll talk about this a little bit later, but we are getting a movie eventually, you know, around this time period. So maybe a little, little bit more of that will be coming into play. But season three, you know, it just like I said, it just seems like a different show altogether. You know, if there was like a Bo-Katan show, I think that would have been, you know, really good. Maybe it's a launching off point for a Bo-Katan show. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I I still enjoyed it. You know, you and I have always talked about, you know, we, we'll still enjoy everything that we've seen from Star Wars. Um, because, you know, it does make sense, you know, what, what has happened in the, to me, what has happened into, you know, season three did make sense as far as what was going on. You know, Bo-Katan was kind of one of the original Mandalorians. So for her to finally be the one to lead everybody makes sense to me. Right. Um, again, it just, was that story needed right here, right now? I'm not quite sure. And I will, I will just always keep going back to this. I'm just not used to seeing Jack Black in my Star Wars. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> that's just, you know, and and you said it, I think you said it best. He has such a personality that, you know, overtakes any role he, that, that he that he's yeah. in. So by seeing him in, in there, you just know right away. And then they did the whole Scooby-Doo thing. I mean, you know, there was, <laughs> it just seemed, you know, just that alone kind of brought it down for me. Uh, no, no offense to Jack Black or Christopher Lloyd or Lizzo, but... At the same time, it just it just seemed out of place. It's funny. I feel like every time we talk about Mando season three, I have just like wiped that episode so much from my memory that every time you bring it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was part of that <laughs> season, wasn't it? Like, it doesn't even register in my brain that it was part of that show. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, this season is, is largely about Bo-Katan rather. I mean, it, it's it's about Mando, but it's also a huge part of this is about Bo's story. Uh, and so I've always had the running theory, and I've shared this with you before, and in case anyone listening has never heard this theory, I have a theory that Mando was never supposed to be more than two seasons. Because the end of season two just feels very inclusive. It ends, and you're like, that makes sense. That is a really good ending point. It's so satisfying. Uh, and then, of course, we get Book of Boba Fett, I think a year later, after the end of Mando season two or almost a year later. Um, and it's essentially, you know, Book of Boba Fett has its own things we could uh, we could discuss as to why it didn't quite meet expectations. But um, at a halfway point in Book of Boba, it becomes Mandalorian and Boba isn't even in the show. And so I have a theory that during the filming or production of Book of Boba, when Mando season two was finishing its run at its premiere on Disney plus. I think these Disney executives were like, we can't let Grogu go. We Mm -hmm. need him in everything. 
And so as they're doing Book of Boba, I think there is there was probably an active push from Disney uh, like in the middle of the filming of this show to say, hey, we need to like make this more about Mando and more about right. Grogu. Uh, and so, I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's two episodes in this show which are largely Mandalorian. Uh, and so to kind of get back to the point of Mando season three, I think that's why you see the third season of Mando suffer a little bit is because Grogu does not occupy nearly as large of a role in the plot of the show as he does in the first two seasons. There's not this looming, like, I need to get him to this place in order right. to, you know, see this certain Jedi. Um, and so I think Plo that Kuhn. is a, yeah, Plo Koon, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a huge reason why this season suffers is because I don't think its original intent was to have Grogu in the third season of Mando. Uh, and so he just kind of feels placed into the yeah. show, uh, probably for marketing and for merchandise, which, you know, hey, I can't I can't knock Disney for that. Grogu's a pretty pretty cute character, but anyways. Um third season of Mando, I felt like it fell a little bit short, but I still like you said, I still really enjoyed it and I'm I'm looking forward to the fourth season. Um did you have anything else you wanted to add about Mando before we move on to kind of the the April time period of the year in 2023? Yeah, Mando was what brought all this together, so I, I can't be too mad at, you know, <laughs> at the directions they end up going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm I'm grateful that Mando gave us the Disney Plus era of Star Wars because I think the world of opportunities it opens up in terms of storytelling is honestly just pretty exciting to think about. Um, but I, I hope they are a little bit more careful moving forward in terms of planning out their their storylines at least a season or two in advance, so they don't kind of run into some of these. You know, I, I don't want to call it a continuity issue, but issues where it feels like the tone of the seasons don't mesh very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then actually before the finale of the third season of Mandalorian, we also had Star Wars Celebration this year, which took place in Europe and got some pretty significant announcements. Uh, the largest of which, of course, were that there are going to be three new Star Wars films as well as two new Star Wars shows uh, in, in the coming months and years. The, the three movies, of course, won't be out uh, until at the earliest 2025 and, and likely not even until 2026. But uh, the two new shows we're getting are going to be out in 2024. Uh, and so I guess I would, I would pose it this way. Uh, amongst the three movies, which in order of announcements, I guess, were Dawn of the Jedi by the James Mangold uh, movie which is set up to be you know kind of this story about the origins of the force uh, going back to the beginning exploring the first jedi to wield the force back to the earliest parts of the newly updated set of star wars eras the dawn of the jedi the second film which is going to be the post-sequel trilogy film directed by Sharmin obeyed chinoy i hope i did not uh pronounce that last name incorrectly but more importantly is going to be containing ray and so, of course, this film will be taking place the furthest into the future at any point we've seen in Star Wars, 15 years after the sequels have concluded. And then finally, the Filoni, de uh, the Filoni directed film, which will sort of tie together the, the Ahsoka Mandoverse, kind of the whole Thrawn thing that we're seeing in Ahsoka at the moment, uh, which is being debuted or being titled as a cinematic event 
telling a vital part of the escalating war between the remnants of the Empire and the New Republic. Um, so three very exciting movies that are going to be hopefully coming to us in two years' time, perhaps just a little bit more than that. Uh, amongst those three, or the two anticipated shows, Skeleton Crew and The Acolyte, do any of those strike your interest more than others? I mean, I think it's an easy one. The Ray movie is definitely the one that I'll be interested in, being that I'm a, a big fan of her and her story. And you've said it as much that, you know, is this their opportunity to give her a better storyline, you know, where the sequel trilogy maybe may have done her dirty, <laughs> you know, maybe we get a John Boyega and Finn back. Maybe we get, you know, some of those characters back where they just did not utilize their their acting chops. Um, and maybe that's where we get it here. So that's what kind of the one I'm excited for the most. I mean, the Acolyte, I think. I think that kind of, in the, out of the two shows, I think I'm a little bit more interested in that one. I think you would agree yep, um, yep. that 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 would be uh, something that I'm interested in seeing. So, uh, but yeah, so out of out of those, the movies and the shows, those would be the two that I would uh, kind of gravitate more to. And I, I, I wonder if, and I think, you know, we're pretty certain that we get, we're getting a skeleton crew in the Acolyte next year. Always curious about if we don't get one of these movies because this, that would not be the first time Obviously, we talked about it earlier in this uh, episode. It would be the first time that that happened where a movie gets axed uh, later on in the uh, the process. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure all three of these films are far in the pre-production stage. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like you said, there is a small to decent chance that at least one of these films doesn't come to fruition. I hope that's not right. the case. Um. I, personally, I'm the the one that I'm most excited for of those three films. Probably Dawn of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. I I really like that era of Star Wars. There's a great book mm -hmm. of the same name, Dawn of the Jedi, um, mm -hmm. which I would encourage people to read. It's it's a fun one, and it's kind of about the origins of the Force in a way, and so and the the ancient Jedi Order. Um, but amongst the two shows, yeah, you, you pegged me pretty well for uh, wanting to see the acolyte a lot. I. I really am excited about that show, and uh, we'll be we'll be watching that one and Skeleton Crew week by week together here on the channel at some point next year. So, um, those would be my picks personally. And again, posing the question to all of you listening, let us know amongst those five what is the one you're most excited for, or if you want to rank all five of them, feel more than welcome to do that. So, um, kind of transitioning into the end of April, following Star Wars Celebration. Uh, we had the release of Star Wars Jedi Survivor on April 28th of this year. You and I got a chance to not only check this game out, but actually play a couple uh, sort of stream sessions together here on the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. Uh, by the way, I should make a side note that if you're interested in checking out any of the things we're discussing today, we're probably going to leave a bunch of links down in the show notes following today's episode. So uh, if there's something you hear us talking about, you're like, ooh, I would have loved to have known more of their thoughts on that. Uh, there'll be a link for each of our topics, uh, since it's kind of, kind of a year-end recap. Uh, those links, again, will be down in the description of the episode. So, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to the Jedi Fallen Order game that we got roughly three or four years ago. Was it 2019? Does that sound right? It sounds right, yeah. Um, which, honestly, I thought was just basically as good, if not better, than Fallen Order. Um, how did you feel about Survivor? I liked it a lot, the few hours that we played together, and 
I mean, it came out April 28th. We probably played until like late May and then haven't touched it since. But um, the, the portions <laughs> that we did play was a lot of fun. That one puzzle, that one puzzle uh, world that we got to that we spent like 45 minutes on <laughs> only yeah. to determine that it wasn't even something that we needed to do. But right. um, it's yeah, it was definitely a good game and um, definitely looking forward to finishing it before the next one comes out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have a do we have a date for the for the third uh, game in this? Franchise no, I think yet? I think at this point we only have uh, the actor Cameron uh, Cameron Moynihan. Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, him uh, saying or saying you know spilling the beans that there was a a third game in the works. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's great too. For, I, also, for those who don't know, uh, if anyone out there is a DC fan, he plays. The young joker in the gotham series and he's fantastic oh. uh one of my favorite emerging actors i would say so he does great oh, in, in this role doesn't too. doesn't mark hamill do joker too didn't he do joker in yeah. the past? yeah so that's two star wars people that have uh portrayed mm. the joker in in various dc media which is pretty cool as well yeah so he he and mark hamill have a pretty unique thread in that regard as well um so after Julie and i got a chance to play jedi survivor in late april we then shifted our focus. Well, I guess before we get into May, I do want to also note that the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi was this year. And so we got the re-release in theaters uh, at the end of April on the same day of the release as Jedi Survivor, actually. Um, which also, I guess I can I can bring back up to note that this is also part of the, the 40th oh, yeah, right. anniversary, <laughs> the, the From a Certain Point of View novel that we, that we got. So um, I wish I would have gone and seen the re-release in theaters it's interesting to me. I'm I'm curious what the draw. I mean, there certainly is a draw to this. Don't get me wrong. But now that all of these films are on Disney Plus, I would I would love to know how the re-release did financially. Mm -hmm. um, did I you mean, go see it this got, in theaters? It got my money. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it took. Yeah, I took the fam I took the family. Return of the Jedi. And I think I've told this story before. Return of the Jedi was the first Star Wars movie I had seen in the theaters. So. Uh, to relive that with my wife and my daughter, I think, was a, a special moment for me. And I think that's what a lot of people uh, of my age range maybe have uh, done as well. Because, you know, we have kids and we want to experience these things with them. You know, there, there, you know, there's something to going to a theater, getting the popcorn, you know, getting these really nice seats. You didn't have those nice seats back then, Ben where you could recline the feet and you can really, <laughs> you know, you could really uh, stretch out and enjoy the film for uh everything it's worth so uh to have that i, th I thought it was really cool i think for maybe you know and that, that's for my generation most definitely that that's that's what we were doing when this came out we were taking our kids we were showing them you know like yeah remember i told you about this and you know how everything was great now did they do the proper uh ending song did they do yub numb at the end they didn't but <laughs> but i'll you know but i'll i'll continue to enjoy it and it was it was just a very cool uh, uh cool cool thing to share with my family in the uh well first of all the the notion about movie theaters i resonate that with a lot resonate with that a lot i love going to the theaters and, and seeing a film side note i went to one a movie today and for the first like 20 minutes of the movie i was like why is it so hot in here then I realized I had accidentally turned the seat warmer on, and I was like, oh, oh. okay. So, yeah, the seat, warmer. <laughs> the, the seat warmers do make a difference sometimes. Um, but, but back to the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, 
But which version of Force Ghost Anakin did they use in the theatrical re-release? Oh, it, it was it was uh, Hayden. Was it interesting? Because mm-hmm. I think that's also what's on Disney Plus is Hayden mm-hmm. uh, being at the end of of the film at the indoor scene. Oh, uh, do you think that actor who originally played Force Ghost Anakin still gets uh, still gets royalties? Well, that's a good question <laughs> because he's not in it at all. I mean, well, he is in it though still. Just not yeah, during that's the, true. Uh, yeah, not with all the not during yeah. the Force Ghost. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, um, yes, he does. I I do want to also make a note that this year was also or no, excuse me, next year, twenty twenty four will be the twenty fifth anniversary of Phantom Menace. So ah, uh, we may be doing something special in twenty twenty four for another fun anniversary, just like the fortieth for uh, Episode Six here. Uh, moving on to May of this year, you and I got a chance to watch the Visions Season 2 episodes. Um, I think we ranked these, if I'm not mistaken. We did, that's right. Yeah, There there were some pretty phenomenal episodes here. Uh, just looking at the image we have here on the podcast, um, I think the two that stood out to me, gosh, I wish I could remember these episode titles off the top of my head. But if you're looking at the image on the video version of the podcast, um, it was the girl with the hood on towards kind of the, the right side of the screen. Um, I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. one. That was a really good one. Yep. And I kind of liked the I had the word Reaper in the title of this other one, it, but it was more cartoony. The one with the girl with mm-hmm. the red hair right next to her. Mm-hmm. Those were uh, two of my favorites. The only other thing I would say about Visions is that because this show can uh, function so far outside the mold of what the expectation for Star Wars is, it, it excels in telling excellent stories because it doesn't have to follow any rules. It's just like, we're going to make Star Wars the way we want to make Star right. Wars, and that, I, that's what makes this show pretty special, I would say. Uh, did yeah, you have I a favorite part? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The, you know, Sometimes it's great to have all of the lore, all of the you know, uh, stories that we're used to, but when you don't have to sit between, or, you know, you have to build and create between these constraints, sometimes it just comes up as a better story. I remember there was the one that had the, was a little girl that um, basically, um, I think she was, I forget if she was deaf or what exactly what it was, but she had, she wasn't, yeah, she was unable to, you know, she wasn't, yeah, I think she I think she was deaf. So, was, yeah, you know, coming yeah. coming from a family that has a child with special needs, seeing that representation there on the screen um really did a lot for me. I'm pretty sure I cried during it. So, you know, it's just one of those things that I mean, and it's it's Star Wars. It's not quite Star Wars, but it is Star Wars. So to kind of see that type of representation, you know, that that's really big for me uh to see on the screen. Uh, like when the Tuscan the Tuscan Raiders were doing sign language, like stuff like that. I'm just like that. That kind of just completely blows my mind. So, um, and it it really does uh resonate with people like me. So, uh, to to see it in here as well, you know, Visions season two was really good. I I I, I can't quite remember. I believe I liked season two better than season one. There were a couple of season one episodes where I'm like, oh, that's not quite for me. But I think for the most part, a lot of these uh hit hit uh hit home for me on uh season two yeah I, I was the same way i think season two is a stronger overall season i think my favorite episode might still be from season one but i think season mm-hmm. one has some kind of let not let down not as strong episodes 
I think right. season two is consistently stronger. So uh, these are also for anyone listening who doesn't know, these are also uh, available on Disney Plus to watch. So fantastic Star Wars content in that regard. Highly would recommend. I am hoping that we get a third season of this sometime in 2024. Although I don't believe any announcements have been made in that regard yet. Uh, the next show that we watched, which actually came out on the same day as the second season of Visions, uh, was Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. And this is something that I think we made it through four episodes. <laughs> Maybe something five. like that. Maybe five. <laughs> um, all that I'll say on this show, there's a young Yoda. It's a little bit weird. But the main highlight of this show is definitely Nubs, the blue Nub furry fella. Nubs Nation, baby. Nubs Nation. <laughs> Um, this this show is is a fun one. You know, it's it's made uh, this show the way I describe it, the way that people think, like like movie only Star Wars watchers, the way that those people think about Clone Wars, Bad Batch, like that genre, is how they should actually think about Young Jedi Adventures. <laughs> I mean, this this yeah, is yeah. just through and through like developed for you know kids, like young kids. Um, that doesn't make it bad. That just makes it, you know, mm -hmm. it's made for a very certain audience. Uh, mm -hmm. We made it through four or five episodes and we're like, yep, I, I feel like this is kind of for, you know, the zero to eight crowd. But, you know, it's a it's a cool show. <laughs> Agreed. And and I was you and I had talked offline about this, but I bet you eventually there's going to be one really important episode that we have to watch in this show because <laughs> they're still making episodes of the show. So uh, I think at, at some point something is going to come off because I think that I believe this is during the High Republic uh, era, right? Yes. So yeah. I think the at some point we're going to get, you know, maybe an Avar Chris or someone like that going to come in. and You're like, well, I got to watch that one, you know, so right? I think that I think that's just what's going to happen. But, yeah, just like you said, not necessarily for our age range and our demographic, but um, we could still see I definitely still see the value of bringing in the younger crowd and uh letting them introducing them to star wars in a whole new way yeah i that's the coolest piece of it is it's introducing like a different age demographic into something that we all love so um also side note maybe nubs is uh is the acolyte and the acolyte oh how crazy would that be <laughs> oh my god we'd have to watch this whole series yeah yeah uh after watching star wars young jedi adventures or at least a small portion of it um, we got the announcement in June of this year that Star Wars Outlaws was going to be released sometime in 2024. Um, this is, I believe, an open world game, if I remember correctly, that's kind of played from the perspective of a bounty hunter or something adjacent to a bounty hunter, an, an outlaw, I guess, maybe maybe the antithesis of a bounty hunter, actually. So um, I, I love open world games personally, and I'm definitely going to play this when it comes out. Um, did you have any like predominant thoughts when you saw this trailer that you were like, "Ooh, that looks maybe better or worse compared to you know something we already have like Jedi or Survivor, mm -hmm. or is it completely different?" Feeling? I feel like it's a different game. I mean, you know, with the open world concept, you know, you can kind of just go in. Uh, some of the coolest things that I've seen in the trailer was, you know, this. Uh, you know, she ends up like on a planet wherever and then she literally jumps in some type of ship and then takes off with it so you're like doing that you know and normally in games that's like a cut scene so you you know they jump in the ship and then all of a sudden in space no 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 you are <laughs> actually going to be taking off from the planet in the space so just things like that it's just the full 
immersive uh, gameplay. I think I'm I, I'm excited for that. I don't normally ever play open world games, but I think this this may be my first that I'll be playing. Nice. There you go. Maybe uh, look forward to seeing Joy and I do some more uh, Star Wars live streams mm-hmm. here sometime in 2024 once Outlaws comes out. That'll be fun. Yeah, all three episodes of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll also be available down in the description if you want to check out our Jedi Survivor episodes we did this year. Uh, and then, of course, the big thing that came out in 2023 is the first season of Ahsoka, the premiere of this show, which had been uh, highly, highly anticipated and looked forward to, premiered in August of this year, August 22nd. Um, we actually posted a community poll, I believe a couple weeks back now, um, kind of asking all of you here on the channel, um, on the YouTube side of things at least, what is your favorite show uh, from the recent Disney Plus Star Wars TV shows? And, and Ahsoka did get the, the first place in the votes. They got uh, Ahsoka got 40% compared to Mandalorian's 28%, Andor's 20%, and Kenobi's 12%. Um, I d- quick shout out to someone out there who listens to most of these episodes that is a big Andor hater. Just want to make a note, that's 20%. That's uh, <laughs> more than Kenobi. <laughs> uh, but back to Ahsoka, um, it, it did get the majority of the votes on that poll. And, and just overall, this show was... Uh, pretty much everything I wanted. I will say there might have been some stronger episodes, some not quite as strong episodes, but I definitely did not come away from it feeling left wanting much. I think it delivered a lot of the things I wanted it to. For those that may not know, if this is perhaps your first episode of the podcast you've ever listened to, uh, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character. Uh, I, I just I love the character of Ahsoka so much. It's tough to compare Rosario Dawson's version with Ashley Eckstein's because that is just so foundational to who the character is. Mm-hmm. But I think she did a really great job, and I think she did the character justice uh, in a way that that turned out really well on the on the small screen on Disney Plus, and to, not to mention all the other actors that portrayed characters who we're used to seeing in animation uh, that we got to see in live action for the first time, like Ezra and Sabine, for example. Um, this show. Just delivered for me, and and for that reason, uh, this was definitely one of my high points of 2023. Was getting to watch this show. Yeah, I think the, I think this was Star Wars in 2023. This this show for me, I enjoyed it so much. Um, as you know, like just like you said, Ahsoka being the fan favorite for so many. Now having her own live action show, um, you bringing in, and this is something we learned in. You know, before the show came out, was that this was going to be a continuation of Rebels. You know, Rebels being such a great show that I feel is is kind of like the underdog compared to a lot of the other shows out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it it brings so much depth, so much lore to Star Wars that you know you come into Ahsoka. If you hadn't watched Rebels, you might be a little bit lost about who these people are. You know, and. You know, you and I have said it time and time again where, you know, people got to watch Rebels. You got to watch Clone Wars. These are these are great shows. You know, I feel like we're a broken record here. But I think <laughs> the the, you know, like seeing Sabine come, you know, from where she was at the beginning of Rebels to here would have never drawn that line ever, <laughs> you know, and to, to for them to have done it. And, you know, personally, I feel they've done it successfully in this first season where, you know, 
she's training with Ahsoka. She's training to be a Jedi, uh, but she's struggling. And uh, the the uh, the actress herself, uh, Natasha Leo Bordizzo, even said it said as much that you know it was it was important that she struggled because mm-hmm. you know this is this isn't something that's natural, you know, and for for her to understand that, you know, the actress herself, you know that these these actors are really invested in this show, really invested in Star Wars. And that's what you want. That's what you want from the people that are playing these roles. You know, sometimes I, I wonder, because, you know, he's a little bit older and he makes a lot of jokes about it, but like Harrison Ford, whenever mm-hmm. he talks about Star Wars, like sometimes it's just like, oh, kid, you know, just like, <laughs> like it's not a, like it was just something he did one time, you know. Um, he does, you know, and because it was so long ago, he has done so much since then that, you know, I kind of can't blame him that he doesn't want, maybe there's sometimes he doesn't want to be Han Solo anymore, you know? Um, but that was before when Star Wars wasn't what it was now being what it is, you want these actors to be really invested in, you know, doing their research, watching Clone Wars. Rosario Dawson did the same thing. She had watched all of Clone Wars and understood the role of what, Ahsoka is and why it is important why she's so important to Star Wars. So to have those people being so invested into their work, their craft, their art, I think uh really shows throughout this uh particular se- uh season of Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, like you said, the the actors did their research and it, it definitely paid off in a way that I was pretty mm-hmm. satisfied with and uh, oh, and then and then Balin Skull just came out of nowhere. Yes, thank you, you know? for mentioning Balin. He was and, the surprise best part of this show for me. And then you know Balin and Shin come out of nowhere, and just you know you 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 really are drawn and gravitate to those characters too. So I'll I'll let you continue on with that because I'm sure that you have more to say. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about Balin and Shin for a while, but I guess all I'll say on that is, um, they they added a angle to the plot of season one of ahsoka um that was constantly lurking in the background it was mysterious it was intriguing you know who are these characters why have we never seen them before where do they come from we got a little bit of information in regards to answering some of those questions like we know balin is a former jedi for example uh hu yang had his information about his lightsaber um he was you know a roughly a youngling during the time of order 66 and so um I'm I'm loving the character of Balin. It's sad to say that we don't really know what the direction of the character is because of the unfortunate, uh, of course, real-life circumstances surrounding the untimely death uh, of the actor Ray Stevenson who portrayed Balin. And so uh, having said that, I, I just... Everything with his character in the show itself, though, like the Mortis gods and, and how that's mm-hmm. going to play into what we see in the second season of Ahsoka, um, they really left us on a cliffhanger that made me really excited for for next season and and uh, and not to mention we haven't even talked about thrawn yet like i think a, mm-hmm. some people were i guess disappointed with the way that thrawn was done um i i personally didn't have that notion um i know the way he's portrayed is not perfect or identical to the way that he was originally portrayed um in the air to the empire books for example or, or even the way that he's portrayed in rebels but um, i didn't have any issues with it and Overall, just this show for me was mm-hmm. was one of uh, one of my biggest highlights of Star Wars twenty twenty three, and we'll we'll talk about that here in in a couple minutes as well. But did you have anything you wanted to add on Ahsoka before we move on to 
our very last portion of the 2023 year. Um, I think the um, Ahsoka was what we what Star Wars is. You know, the lightsabers, the the battles, the force, everything like that. So we had things like Andor and Bad Batch and everything like that. All the surrounding stories of um of Star Wars, but to have it kind of this is the core. Star. I mean, you could even argue Mandalorian is kind of on that, you know, not quite everything that, you know, you're used to hearing about Star Wars. But Ahsoka was everything that um, Star Wars means to me. Yeah, for, for me as well, Joey, uh, this was a pretty big highlight. And I'm again, I'm looking forward to seeing the second season, uh, hopefully coming probably not 2024, but uh, pretty likely 2025. So we'll see then. The very last thing that we want to talk about as part of the 2023 calendar year of Star Wars was that the second phase of the High Republic was officially completed, beginning the third phase. Uh, for those that don't know, Joey and I have also done episodes of the podcast where we've read a series of High Republic comic books um, and then discussed those comic books here on the podcast, which is something that I have not a ton of experience with, uh, but have grown to really enjoy because it introduces us to new characters. Uh, different eras of Star Wars, like the High Republic, is such a uh, like an information rich era that that really deserves more mm-hmm. praise and and more attention. So for for me, this was also one of my favorite parts was getting. I think we did two or maybe was it two or three, Joey? That two or three episodes that we did on. I think it may have just been two. Now that I think about it, but um, two mm-hmm. or three episodes here that we got to talk about some some new characters that we were unfamiliar with prior to that experience. Yeah. The high Republic is something is an untapped resource for us, for sure. (laughs) Um, That there is a lot of information, a lot of characters, a lot of great characters. Avar Chris, I mentioned earlier. um, She's, she's, she's a great Jedi. So I can't, I can't wait to learn more about her and her story. Uh, And, you know, as you know, this, this year completed phase two of high republic phase three started phase three so we're 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 way behind so we need to we need to start catching up with some some of these books some of these comic books it'll be definitely a a lot of great information and yeah even even in our in our show notes we only you know plan to talk for a little bit because we haven't really experienced so much of it so i think you know when we talk about 2023 you know i you know there it was a ton of uh, content regarding um, the High Republic too. So, unfortunately, you and I didn't really partake in too much of that. Hopefully, we get better over time, uh, getting more of that uh, lore into our systems and enjoying that. But um, although maybe we don't talk about it as much here, it is let it be known that there is a lot that has happened in in the High Republic as well this year. Also, a good opportunity for us to uh, have a hashtag unsponsored ad. For uh, Marvel Unlimited subscription, That's right, uh, yes. which Joey and I are both proud subscribers to, and get all of our Star Wars High Republic comics through through that subscription. So check it out; highly recommend. Well, um, that was pretty much everything that we uh, got to experience this year in the 2023 calendar year of Star Wars. I had the uh, the opportunity to to experience as Star Wars fans, and so real briefly, Joey and I wanted to just touch on some of the the cooler, the statistics side of some of the accomplishments of, of the podcast itself this year. Uh, not not necessarily to to boast or brag or anything like that, but 
you know, this is something that Joey and I just kind of started because it's a little bit of a passion project and we love Star Wars and just wanted to share that with other people. So it's cool to see how it's grown, uh, you know, into what it is now compared to us just like talking about Andor episode one for two hours straight back a year and a half ago. And so um, just a couple quick pieces of stats uh, that we wanted to share. This year in 2023, we had 85 total uploads onto the YouTube channel, uh, which we do hope to maybe double that uh, during the 2024 year is the goal. Ooh. We're going to be uh, doing a lot more with shorts during the 2024 calendar year. So uh, if you're an audio-only listener, definitely check out the YouTube channel. It's where Joey and I post a lot of our other uh, supplementary content that's not just the the podcast, like our reactions and our shorts over there. So. Um, pretty cool to see we had 85 uploads during this calendar year. That also includes live streams, by the way. Um, we had 300 new subscribers this year, which is super cool to think about. Mm -hmm. um, 300 new folks joining us on this on this fun journey talking about Star Wars. I think at the beginning of this year, we only had like, I think barely over 50, I want to say. Um, so, you know, that's that's a pretty cool uh, thing to see in that we've We've gained a lot of new uh, people here on board and continuing to have these awesome conversations and hearing feedback from awesome new folks that have joined along the way. We've had, this one is kind of mind blowing to me, 3,300 hours watched. I, I don't wow. really know how much that is in terms of months, but I feel like that's like a year. I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> a year or, you know, I don't, I don't, maybe not quite a year in terms of hours, but that seems like a long time. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, we had 50,000 views here on the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, which was also pretty special. Um, we also had one video in particular that, that did really well. And, and I think, you know, noteworthy to note that uh, this was like the probably the one of, if not the best episodes of the, uh, the Ahsoka season that we got. Our reaction that we did along with Alex, who was with us for that reaction, um, that, that video got 23,000 views, which also... Um, ironically, like almost a third of the people subscribed to this channel um, subscribed after watching that video, <laughs> which is pretty cool to think about right. as well. So um, probably probably our best, it, it, not probably, it is our best performing video of the year and, and of this channel. So well, that was pretty special for, for Joey and I and Gibbo to kind of have that experience as well. Um, and then we wanted to also just briefly touch on some of the like the Apple podcast side of things, which mm -hmm. I think Joey had a couple statistics that, that you were going to share about yeah, that. Yeah, a couple, couple quick things. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get the Spotify uh, podcast numbers, but for the Apple stuff, we had 236 hours of time listened as well as 1,600 plays. So that's a lot. I mean, out of the 85, well, we, that 85, well, actually, no, we, that's 85 total uploads. That's including shorts. So we definitely had less podcast episodes. You know, let's say... 50 you know mm -hmm. 50 51 something around that so out of that we got 1600 plays so i think that's a pretty it's <laughs> a pretty significant number i don't know what the uh, number is like average play per uh per episode but uh pretty good I, you know we do appreciate everybody who's coming through either on youtube or on on the podcast episode uh podcast platforms um it's kind of weird knowing that the, there are people listening to us like i really think that we just throw this out there for, for just to be out in the universe and nobody ever watches or listens to it this is more just something you me and gibbo do every week just to hang out and talk star wars but apparently people are out there listening so thank you all i i, I did the math joey and i think that averages out to like roughly 32 per episode 32 plays yeah. per episode which I, I don't know 
I don't know if you resonate with this sentiment as well, but when you're doing YouTube stuff, I think it's it's often easy to forget that there's also like audio component uh, audio components of this that we release on other platforms that you know lots of people are listening there as well. So, um, like you said, pretty cool to see that number too. Sixteen hundred uh, plays over the year. That was a uh, kind of special when we learned that we were like, wow, we didn't realize it was <laughs> it was that many. That's awesome. So, well, to conclude our episode today, we wanted to talk about personally each of our favorite moments or episodes um, that we got to experience in the 2023 calendar year. Um, I guess I'll kick us off and just say that my favorite podcast episode that we did together was the episode where we drafted um, our favorite Star Wars movies. Uh, this is this for me is like a fun exercise to do whenever I meet another Star Wars fan. Like, okay, one through 11, rank your movies, go. <laughs> uh, and so... Uh, it, it was it was a pretty fun time, and and Joey and I got a chance to to rank these. We had some similars, but also some difference. Um, but I think we both had. Did you have what was your eleventh place? Because I know what mine was. Did we have the same eleventh no, place? No, my eleventh was Solo. Remember, I was. Oh, that, that's that, right. That fell all the way to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Episode nine was my eleventh place. Um, but if you're, I think that was watching, my tenth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I think solo was like nine, I think for me, something like that. But if if anyone is interested in watching that episode, uh, we'll we'll link it in the YouTube show notes as well. All of these things we talked about today uh, will be linked down in the show notes. So, um, so that would be my personal favorite podcast episode that we've done together this year. That that was a lot of fun. Uh, with a close second of being something that I think you're going to talk about here here in a second as well, Joey. Uh, but if I had to pick a favorite piece of Star Wars content that I got this year. I had a really tough time picking just one. Um, some of the ones that we've we've talked about, um, which actually one of these I don't think we touched on a ton this uh, because oh, did I'm, we not even mention that? I don't I think, think we, we even mentioned that. Yeah, we didn't touch on one of these things I'm about to say in the earlier portion of the podcast. Oh yeah, um, my bad. No, no, no. The first one uh, that I wanted to touch on was Ahsoka. Uh, but the second one that I wanted to touch, well, before I go into the second one, uh, the first episode that we did of Ahsoka was a lot of fun because it was really one of our first reactions that kind of got a decent amount of traction. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Like we can react to this and then share that with other people and they share their uh, reactions with us. So that was a pretty fun one. Uh, just our entire experience with the Bad Batch is my second of my three things. Uh, the Bad Batch uh, closely behind Ahsoka was probably my second favorite piece of Star Wars content this year. Uh, and then lastly, something we haven't talked about was Tales of the Jedi. This was a show which felt like it came out of nowhere. Uh, and then, you know, we got the episode, especially the one with Ahsoka, uh, where she's fighting the Inquisitor, where we were both like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Uh, mm -hmm. That's funny, in that thumbnail, I'm actually wearing the same shirt I'm currently wearing. But... <laughs> um, and then, of course, all the Count Dooku stuff was like, dang, we need more of this. And, and I believe we are getting a second season of this sometime mm -hmm. in 2024. So something to look forward to there as well. Uh, what about you, Joey? How did you or what were your favorite moments or episodes of the 2023 year? I think the the my favorite thing about our our podcast in this year was the collaborations we did with other Star Wars fans. So start off we had alex come on um actually a couple of times one one time when you were out uh she mm -hmm. had helped co-host an episode with me 
And uh, also, she was here with us when we did the episode five reaction, the one that we were talking about earlier that did so well for us, that got 100 subs. So uh, maybe we, we split some of those subs with Alex. I don't know how we uh, uh, <laughs> divvy those up. But um, but yeah, so having her on was a lot of fun. Um, just recently, we did our first you know, larger collab with um, what we called the Jedi Knights of the Roundtable. Uh, with Lainey Byers, uh, Keith, and Kerwin, known as the f- uh, Father-Son Galaxy and uh, podcast, and as well as Ezra, who has many podcast names. I'm not quite sure where he's landing <laughs> on right now, but I think it's the extended edition. I think is the uh, yeah. the latest uh, creation of from Ezra. So having uh, having that was so much fun. We had a great discussion. Gibbo put in a lot of work uh, behind the scenes with the. Um, with all of the scenes and everything, so that was a huge thing. And by the way, shout out to Lainey. Lainey just got married uh, shortly after recording that episode. Oh, there's a picture here on the uh, on the video uh, version of the podcast for uh, Lainey and her husband uh, during their wedding. So congratulations again, Lainey. Hope you uh, seems like you had a really fun time and good luck with your future uh, in your marriage, of course. And then lastly, mm-hmm. we had um, Chris from uh, Top Shelf. He was a uh, I had an episode with him again while Ben was out. Ben was out for a while, man. I had to do all these episodes by myself and <laughs> I had to, I had to hold the fort down, pretend I was him. And I, I haven't no, told yeah. you this yet, Joey, but the reason I was out last summer, I actually won't be doing that this coming summer. Oh, so, really? Okay. Um, I don't know so if I'll got... be missing as many episodes in yeah, 2024, okay. but yeah. So yeah. Cause you ever, ever watch, look at IMDb, when you watch like a long-standing series, like maybe like Law and Order SVU or Friends or say. something, there's always like one person that's like that has just less view, like less uh, episodes. Yeah, that's yeah. you apparently. So apparently yeah. you've you've missed two episodes from yep. our podcast, and I've been here every single one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we had Chris come on talk about about something that I'm very passionate about. It's collecting. So I thought that was a lot of fun, and you know, like I said, the collaboration that we have with Star Wars fans. This is, you know, even with the comments that we talk about, you know, the, um, the just having those discussions, that's what Star Wars is about, the, the fandom, the community that is built between uh, between all of us, the force, if you will, between all of us, and <laughs> to, uh, to have the opportunity to actually bring them on uh, the podcast to talk about it was even better, and look forward to more of that uh, in 2024 as well. Yeah, definitely something that we hope to continue and and probably even progress with uh, in terms of inviting more people on to have those discussions. And so, uh, yeah, something to look forward to next year. And again, we're grateful to all yeah. those of uh, of those but wonderful people who were guests. One one guests. really one really quick thing that I d- did not mention, neither of us have mentioned. Probably the best moment that we had in the podcast was bringing Gibbo on on the team this year yes. to com- to completely change everything to help us out in so many ways. So I know we give Gibbo the love every at the end of every episode, but for sure I think it was it's worth it's definitely worth the mention here to have uh Gibbo with us. Uh, that's probably the number one thing that has happened to the podcast this year. Absolutely. And I would encourage everyone watching any of our recent episodes to go back and watch something we did like over a year ago. And you're like, this is so visually boring compared to what we do now. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I can't even express like how awesome Gibbo makes the podcast look, much less like all the time he puts into it and all, and all the work that goes into providing a lot of, you know, the assets that you're seeing on the screen throughout each episode and uh, just all the behind the scenes stuff. So 
Uh, Gibbo also wishing us a heart in our little uh, <laughs> podcast chat right now. Uh, Gibbo, we appreciate you, man, and we're grateful for you. And and like Joey said, definitely the the best 2023 addition to the podcast. So, um, having said all of that, we would also like to pose a little question that we teased at the beginning of the podcast once again. What was your favorite Star Wars in 2023, whether it was an episode, a show, a different piece of content, like perhaps the High Republic um, or or uh, something like the video games like Star Wars Survivor? Let us know down in the comments. Uh, a little bit of a chuckle there because Gibbo posted again in our chat that that wasn't in the in the show notes for today. <laughs> we, we pulled an audible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give a once again we're grateful for you man thank you thank you um okay well that about does it for our our 2023 year-end recap episode uh this was a fun one because just to kind of look back at kind of the landscape of of what 2023 has brought us and so having said all of that we now shift our attention towards 2024 this is the last off hangout podcast of 2023 uh the next one episode 63 you'll be able to catch the first week of January in the year 2020, uh, 2024, excuse me. Hard to believe we're already at the end of this year. Uh, we've got lots to look forward to in next year's Star Wars content list. That's what actually we're going to be talking about in next week's episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast. Uh, just to briefly mention some of those, those will include the likes of the Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, Outlaws, Tales of the Jedi Season 2, Bad Batch Season 3, uh, and, and, uh, Joey, what is this note in our <laughs> podcast episode was, meeting? Yeah. Me and Ben had a episode meeting, uh, just what well, yesterday, right. Just talking about yep. the next three months of podcast episodes. Oh, yes, let me yes, tell you, yes. and let me tell you, I'm excited for everything that's about to come up, come our way. So normally we kind of go if you, a little behind the scenes about the hot hangout podcast. We try to schedule things out like a few weeks, a month in advance, uh, I decided this year we're gonna try to be, be even more, um, uh, be even more ready to to show these uh, podcasts out. So uh, we got the next three months essentially planned out. So we're gonna have a lot more, a lot more uh, things like maybe a trivia, maybe uh, some more collaborations, and maybe a little spoilers there for you guys in the next coming months. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited to work with Ben and Gibbo for all these, and yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to in 2024. Including uh, just about a couple weeks from now, we're going to be doing episode 66. Just another nope. teaser. <laughs> What's that going to be about? Mm. Well, y'all all have to wait and find out in the coming weeks. Again, we've got lots of fun stuff planned for the first few months already of 2024. And we're really excited about it and looking forward to it. So um, having said all of that, this was a great episode. Loved talking 2023. Looking forward to 2024. Once again, if you are not yet subscribed to the Hot Hangout podcast on YouTube, definitely check us out there for all of the video versions of our podcast that go live every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, as well as our Star Wars shows, reactions and shorts and video game live streams. Lots of stuff going on on YouTube. You can also contact us at hothangout at gmail.com. If you have any Star Wars questions or otherwise, we'd love to showcase them here on the podcast. Additionally, the audio version of every Hoth Hangout podcast can also be caught uh, anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify or any other platform where you get your podcast. Check us out on those and definitely leave a five-star review as well. We would appreciate it so very much. 
Additionally, the Hot Hangout, uh, Hot Hangout is also findable on all the socials, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, or X. Check us out on the socials at Hot Hangout again on each of those. And lastly, thank you so much to Gibbo for producing today's show, the video, the assets, and for being a better surprise than even Balin Skull was in Ahsoka of this year. So uh, once again, we appreciate you, Gibbo. Love you, man. Joey, any last thoughts on 2023 before we move to 2024? What a year. 2023 was all things Star Wars, all things Hoth Hangout, and I can't wait for 2024. Uh, it's a an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Exciting time to be a part of this podcast with with yourself and with Gibbo. Uh, we appreciate each and every single one of you listening to the Hot Hangout podcast. Whether this is your first one or whether you've been listening for all of 2023, we are so glad to have you here. Uh, we love Star Wars. We we hope those of you listening love Star Wars, and we love that we get to experience that and share it together. So, uh, thank you for listening to the Hot Hangout podcast. Shout out to George Lucas and Dave Filoni. And uh, we will catch you guys in 2024 with the next episode, episode 63 of the podcast, where we'll be talking about everything we're looking forward to next year. And until then, thanks so much again for listening to this one. And may the force be with you.